Let's return now to our first story. We're talking Hospice Taranaki and an annual antique auction. Tom Phillipson joins me again now. And Tom, you were saying there aren't many opportunities to buy antiques in your part of the world. And so I guess people have started to look forward to this one. Oh, oh no, no, no. There's, there's, there's certainly antique, um, antique shops and that, and that sort of thing. But there's no a- antique auction as such. The last one was Gilmore's and they closed down probably over 10 years ago. So, so there is sort of a, uh, a, bit of a, a, bit of a bit of a market because there's, there's nothing quite like an auction, you know, for the, for the interest and the fever that they sort of bring. Yeah, how do you put the auction together? How, do you, um, how and where do you select these pieces? Well, basically, we have a bit of a warehouse, so we, we're fortunate to have a bit of space. So we'll have a, a lot of items sort of on display that we can sort of look at, group things together, it's like it's like um, it's like doing a doing a painting in a way. You have to sort of you have to sort of get get get, get the feel of what the look that that that, that you're after, and it's it's um, trying to appeal to as um, as many people as possible, but making sure you've got the texture, you've got the interesting items, you've got the um, things that are particularly hot in the mar- you know, in, in the market. You know, like yeah. like Crown Lynn and mid century modern and all that sort of thing. But we. We have things from early Georgian to things that were made in the twenty in the twenties. You know, um, so you've got four hundred years of items, and the newer items can often be more valuable than the older items. Huh. That's just that's, that, that, that's just the way the, um, the the antique and collectible market has changed over the years. Where, where do you get these items from? Well, they're all donated. They're all donated by by gener- generous people. Um, to our hospice depot, to our various um, locations. I see. And then you go through them and you think, oh, yeah, there might be a bit of a market for that. Exactly, exactly. And, and you know, over the years we've had some quite, quite, quite wonderful things, you know, from signed photos of um, Philip and uh, Queen Elizabeth yeah. um, to, you know, the last auction that we just did. We had a beautiful um, mechanical Swiss 1870 music box. You know, ab- absolutely magnificent, um, and we got three and a half thousand dollars for that. So, so it's a, it's, a, it's a complete range. We've had um, black crownland swans, we've had um, Ernest Shuffle Botham hand potted crownland vases. So we've had the whole gamut over the years. How did you learn your trade? Well, it's, I'm I'm just self taught. I've always had a has had quite an intense interest in history. Um, I started collecting books from a from a fairly young age, and that's really what sort of kicked it off. You know, if you've got a um, if you've got an interest in something, um, the objects come with it. So it's not so much the objects and the value; it's mm. the sort of social history that comes with it. And yeah, and uh, you know, one thing leads to another. It's like the um, Swiss music box. You know, it's Swiss Swiss precision. You know, and it's the technology of the time and it was it was superseded by Edison gramophones, but you know the Swiss went on to making Rolex watches. So you've got this sort of um, this sort of chain of events that keeps going going on and on. Yeah, uh, and over the years you've had a few great finds. Tell me about this floor lamp. Uh, well, this is you know typical of you know what the market is like. You know, it's a mid-century modern rocket lamp. You know, made in the early 1950s. Quite, 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 quite basically made actually when you look at the materials, but just absolutely spectacular when you look at it when it's lit up. You know the colours, and it just epitomises that 1950s post-war optimism. 
And um, you don't see them very often. You see later rocket lamps from the 1970s, but that one there, you know, particularly was, um, you know, a, a pretty good example. And, um, you know, other things, um, you know, are always sort of, you know, turning up that sort of, um, you've, you've, you know, have, have come from, from left field, you know. That, that, that's the wonderful, interesting thing about it. Yeah, you some, seem to be suggesting that things do kind of go in and out of fashion, even even antiques. Is that the case? You've seen tastes oh, change? Definitely, definitely, yeah. definitely. Um, you know, 15 years ago, you could you could fill a knock with um, Royal Albert China cups and saucers. And now, <laughs> now you know, you know, most of it's not. You know, people just don't want it. So you know, people, you know, the the old. Um, you don't have the collectors now that you used to have. You know, you have people who want to decorate their lounge, decorate their house. They'll look at house and garden and they'll say, I want that look. Mm. And, um, but people do want beautiful things in their houses. You know, people, you know, there, there is a sort of a blandness, blandness these days and a generic look. And having sort of um, items of interest, beautiful things, you know, can sort of enhance, enhance the decor. And that's what people are after. Has Crownland pottery always been uh, valuable and, and sought after, or does that kind of go in and out of fashion as well? Well, it has been quite valuable now for quite a while, but there was a time when um, people would make jokes jokes about it. You know, it was all about English China and, um, you know, European China, you know, real Worcester, real Dalton, real Dalton series wear. Now, you can't give that stuff away. And the Crownland that was worth nothing is now, you know, worth astonishing amounts of money. <laughs> Just, just, um, and, and anything sort of with that sort of Kiwiana and New Zealand flavour um, has lots and lots of interest. You know, Maori artefacts, Maori um, art, um, New Zealand art paintings. I mean, the whole thing has really turned on its head from looking at Europe and England as sort of the antique sort of mecca to, you know, we, we look at our homegrown stuff now. That seems like it's a pretty healthy sign for a nation. Well, I think so. I mean, and, you know, and. As I said before, it's, it's the it's the history and it's the social history of things and objects that uh, you know that sort of really you know interests me more so than the than the value. But the value is important. People want to know what things are worth. But um, but it's more more to life than that. Do people tend to know whether something's valuable when they donate it to you, or uh, are they surprised? Um, most people don't, but some people do. Some people um, know that we will. You know, if, if, if it's something. Uh, of value, and they know, and they know it'll go into the auction. They're quite, um, they're quite keen to, you know, for us to have it. And um, you know, people are extremely generous, um, not just in Taranaki. I'm sure they're generous, all, you know, all, all over the country. But you know, the the hospice does wonderful work, and people people realise that you know, funding and beds and palliative care is important. So, cost money. Yeah, tell us a bit about that, the uh, the cause and why you're doing it. Well, I mean, I'm probably not the right person to, to, to talk about it. I'm more, more on the sort of the practical auction side. But, but you know, um, certainly the hospice, you know, has a, has a lot, of, um, lot of people they help, not just in-house, in, in, uh, in but they go to people's houses. And um, it's partly funded by the government, but um, there's, there's quite a large shortfall that has to be filled. So we have hospice shops. We have the auction. We have lots of fundraising events um, over the year that, um, that um, you know, make sure we've got the budgets, budget sorted. And I understand you're doing a sort of an antiques roadshow now, so to speak. 
Well, we sort of didn't uh, didn't set out to do it. Um, people have sort of, some organisations have asked us to come along and talk about what we do at the hospice and antiques and collectibles. And so it sort of morphed into, into something that, um, you know, more, more, more on the antique roadshow line, people would bring items in and um, we'll have a look at them and have a talk about things. And we've done a few and they're a lot of fun. They really are quite a... It's quite amazing what people bring in and just the stories they've got and the interest they've got. So, so we'll probably do a few more over the over the next twelve months. You got one coming up in December, I believe. Uh, we've got uh, we've got a formal event that we're going to organise in December. Um, just a small, you know, just fifty fifty people and bring three items each, and um, okay. we'll see how it goes. It's sort of we, we, we've sort of been talking to you know some you know community groups. That's, that's sort of been the antique roadshows we've been doing up to now, but this one will be a bit different in December. And something to look forward to. Hey, um, really nice to talk to you. I'll send people to the Hospice Taranaki website, and um, someone wants to know about their Tamuka pottery dinnerware. They actually love it. I don't think they necessarily want it valued, but uh, do you ever do Tamuka pottery? Well, we sell a lot of it in the shop, um, but it's sort of more of a utilitarian ware uh, that, you know, that. Um, we haven't actually put in the auction, but I can certainly um, certainly um, put a price on it. Good stuff. Hey, nice to talk to you, Tom. Thanks very much. Yeah. Thanks, Jesse. Tom Phillipson, who is the antique valuer for the annual Hospice Taranaki auction. Uh, Kushla in Whanganui wants to let me know about an auction house they've got. Been running auctions here for 25 years. Uh, hello to Brian Hayward and his business.